Good evening and thanks for watching First Forecast. I'm meteorologist April Moss and happy Father's Day. Today we saw temperatures above normal again, topping out at 85 degrees at Metro Airport. Plenty of sunshine today, but all good things must come to an end and that starts as early as tomorrow morning with showers moving in around 8 a.m. And speaking of a brand new week, I will be sitting down this week with Project Veritas to discuss the discrimination that CBS is enforcing upon its employees. Tune in to Project Veritas for my full story. Now, later Monday, we will see those showers continuing through late morning, but by evening, we'll see dry conditions and more comfortable temperatures as well. April Moss is a correspondent for Real America's Voice. She is also a whistleblower from CBS Detroit who was terminated for speaking out against the network through Project Veritas this last summer. April, how are you doing? Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on your show. Um, I'm doing fantastic. It feels so good to be able to bring people the real truth of what's going on within our nation and, of course, around the world. And so I'm very grateful for the opportunity that Project Veritas gave me in uh, getting my story out there to the public, which was that CBS News was really falsifying information to the public and suppressing truthful information within their reporting. And then also, with their ridiculous COVID-19 mandates and policies uh, where people are losing their jobs and being forced out of jobs simply because they don't want to be, you know, experimented on. Um, I felt like it was my duty to stand up and say, this is not okay. We need to stop complying and to really sound the alarm for everyone who watches mainstream media to say, you know, what you're watching is not truthful. And so um, it's been a great ride so far. And I love being with Real America's Voice. It's a phenomenal network and you can catch them at realamericasvoice.com. What was one of the, the news stories that stood out to you or one of the representations that they did at the network that made you, you know, sort of feel like that they weren't presenting it how it should be? Well, the, the main thing for me was that I was asked to interview Dr. Joni Caldoun, who, by the way, is somebody who came from the Obama administration and was sent to Michigan, uh, where my station was uh, located in the Detroit area. And she was responsible for the vaccine rollout, uh, specifically for the senior citizens when the vaccine became available. And I was to interview her, but I was not supposed to be asking her any questions about her job. Um, I they really wanted me to just stick to my script, which was to ask her softball questions about who inspires her and how did she get to where she is today. And I thought that it was absolutely disgusting and irresponsible that I was going to be interviewing somebody who not only, by the way, were we showing video of her receiving the COVID-19 vaccine, but I was not allowed to be talking about the vaccine. Uh, this was her main job. So um, that was really the the final moment for me where after that show was uh, was done, I said, you know, I'm I can't put my name on this stuff anymore. We we are supposed to be truth to the people. And especially for Michigan, we got hit really hard in the city of Detroit as well with COVID-19. And if you're going to be touting a vaccine and saying that it's safe and effective and showing video uh, that is 
uh, clearly being demonstrated by people within Governor Gretchen Whitmer's cabinet, then we also need to be talking about the known side effects and adverse reactions, which at that point were already being reported. So um, that was that was the main concern for me was that it's fine if you want to tell people that the vaccine is one option, but it's not the only option. And it's our duty as journalists to give people the full story so they can make an informed, educated decision for themselves. Who gives that direction? Where does that come down from to sort of say, don't ask her anything about the vaccine or, or don't ask any too difficult of questions? So specifically this coming right from my producer, but now whether he received, you know, um, sort of directions from New York, which is the Viacom CBS, you know, headquarters, world headquarters, I believe that's where he was getting this direction from just as a, a journalist who was receiving, uh, the company emails that were being sent out throughout all of the corporation worldwide. It was a lot of very far left rhetoric. Uh, and so in my opinion, you know, from what I can see that the company was continuing to push out just within internal emails, it certainly seems like this was the direction that they were seeing upon the managerial staff. Although I don't have confirmation of that uh, specifically, but it very much. Um, and I, I asked the questions anyways, just, just to let you know, I decided I put myself to have my name on something and, and know that I didn't try to get the information to the people. So I asked Dr. Khaldun a very pointed question. I said, tell me about the long-term studies uh, shown safety and efficacy of these vaccines, because we all know that this was something that was created very quickly, um, you know, at a warp speed, so to speak. Um, and so she gave me a canned answer and said that in the clinical trials, people who had gotten vaccinated with, uh, with the vaccine actually did not need to be hospitalized, which I knew that was a flat out lie. I had already done my research on that. So when I called her on the carpet on that and said, could you please clarify your statement? Because we do know that people have been hospitalized after receiving this vaccine. She gave me another canned response. So I wasn't going to get anywhere with her, but at least at the end of the day, I felt good that, you know, I was at least trying to get some truth out of this person who is touting this to be a safe product. At the end of the Project Veritas video, they show a spokesperson and there's uh, a quote from them as to why they let you go. And I wanted to yeah. read that. It says, while we respect and support our employees' freedom to have their own opinion, they aren't entitled to use our station's news broadcast as a platform for sharing personal views. Now, I was watching that <laughs> and reading it, and I would say, why not? Are people at the network there, and I know it's only one portion of CBS, but are they under the impression that the audience doesn't know that there's bias in the reporting? Like, do they think that people are watching and thinking, these people don't have any opinions, they're just giving it to it straight forward. forward. Do they not recognize that the audience recognizes that? Or do they think that they're completely unbiased? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think in their minds, they think that they're completely unbiased. Uh, I mean, just, just look at Gail King. I interviewed her and I asked her in an interview, Hey, Gail, tell me, how do you stay objective in your journalism in the day and age where we're hearing the term fake news all of the time? How do you stay objective in your reporting? And she said, well, April, when I hear the term fake news, I never think they're talking about us at CBS. <laughs> I mean, it's laughable. I could not believe she said that to me because at least have a little bit of humility to say, uh, you know, Hey, I, I do, I am aware that a couple of times we've, we've 
gone with a report and it's turned out to be not true and accurate. And Hey, we do our best to try to apologize for that. But there was none of that. It was just a very much of, you know, well, they're not talking about CBS when they say fake news, which you and I both know CBS news is, has been in the news multiple times for putting out fake stories. Um, and doctoring certain stories to make them fit a certain narrative or agenda. And no better explanation of that is right here in Michigan. Uh, They staged a COVID-19 testing facility, which Project Veritas also uncovered in uh, investigative reports. I think it it's really strange and odd of a person to pretend as if they're they're sort of infallible in a sense, especially in the news world. When we get so much stuff fed to us and every and everything's coming from different directions, maybe I'm citing a CNN one day or I'm citing Fox the other day, somebody's bound to be wrong sometimes in the chain of information flowing. And I don't think it's I don't think it's a big accomplishment or or a big talking point for a person to say i'm never wrong we never get it wrong i could never see myself as as fake news i think that lacks a little bit of humility and i and i think the yeah. people who are doing the reporting nowadays the, the most people who are most popular are the ones who are coming across as most human and well-rounded individuals and i want to segue that into this lady from espn named sage Steele. she yes. was recently suspended and taken off air i think for a week at least for a bunch of comics, she, I mean, she covered the whole <laughs> gamut of everything, mandates, um, Obama, young women. Uh, she covered pretty much everything. So I want to play this clip. It was on the former football player Jay Cutler's podcast, and I want to get your opinion on some of the stuff she says. Let's go ahead and play that. Sure. I mean, I've had talks with young women who, like, would come in and they'd intern um, with, with me, with our channel, or just other women who reach out to me now. And I've said to the, a couple of them, they're like, well, would you look at my tape? Would you do this? And, I, and I've said, listen, I would love to, but the way that you present yourself is not something I want to be associated with. Yeah. So when you dress like that, yeah. I'm not saying you deserve the gross comments, but you know what you're doing when you're putting that outfit on too. Yeah. Like women are smart. So don't play coy and put it all on the guys when you fill out your census. I'm like, well, I don't know when the last time I filled out my census was, but yeah. if they make you choose a race, yeah. She's like, what are you going to put? I go, well, both. She's like, well, you can't. She goes, well, what if Barack Obama chose black and he's biracial? I'm like, well, congratulations to the president. That's his thing. I go, I think that's fascinating consider- considering his black dad was nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. But hey, mm-hmm. you do you. I think to mandate, I respect everyone's decision. I really yeah. do. Yeah. But to mandate it is um, sick mm-hmm. and it's scary yeah. to me in many ways. Um, but I have a job, yeah. a job that I love and frankly, a job that I, that I need. But again, I love it. Yeah. I just, um, I'm not surprised it got to this point, especially mm-hmm. with Disney. I mean, a, a global company. Like- April, based on what Sage is saying stuff, do you think this is a suspendable type of point of view she's presenting? Absolutely not. This is completely ridiculous. And I feel so sorry for her because she didn't want to get the vaccine in the first place. Then she went ahead and got it because she was coerced into getting it. And then she gets let go anyways. I mean, now she's stuck with, uh, you know, a medical product that she's been injected with that, you know, she's, and now she still doesn't have a job. Right. I mean, this is completely ridiculous. We watch on, you know, mainstream media all the time, the anchors giving their opinions all the time. I mean, this is, this is one of our biggest frustrations, right. With, with viewership, you know, watching 
different shows and saying, it's just everybody's opinion. Where's the actual news and where's the actual objectivity. Um, and so for her to just be able to share and be very real with everybody and saying like, this was my struggle. And this is what, you know, my viewpoint on this because it didn't align with their narrative, which is, you know, unfortunately so far left in Marxist. I mean, it's hardly recognizable anymore to, to sit, to look at anything coming forth on mainstream media and, and not say that we are living in a communist country right now. They had almost the same thing as what CBS did. And I want to read their statement too, because I was like, I was looking at all these things and I'm like, it's so similar. Uh, at ESPN, mm -hmm. we embrace different points of view, <laughs> dialogue and discussion. Uh, this makes this a great place. That said, we expect that those points of view be expressed respectfully in a manner consistent with our values and in line with our internal policies. We are having direct conversations with Sage and those conversations will remain private. So it's okay that you give your personal opinion, but in the way that we Just want and aligning with the policies we want. Now, ESPN's a very political, for a sports um, site and channel, so political and they have no problem mixing it in um, when it's with the other point of view. I could go back to Colin Kaepernick and the NBA with Black Lives Matter and everything. And uh, mm -hmm. one of the reasons I think is similar to why you left that she gave is, um, is about the mandate there. But I did want to get yes. your opinion on something else she said about how women present themselves in a certain way. She said in there that uh, she doesn't want to work with some women if they present themselves, you know, too scantily clad because she thinks mm -hmm. they know what they're doing and, and they're not gonna, she's not just going to pretend that they don't know what they're doing. How do you feel about that? Do you agree or disagree? Um, you know, I think, I think in general, you know, the women who are going to wear clothes that are more promiscuous or scantily clad, I guess you could say, um, you know, they, they like the attention that they receive from that. Uh, I've worked with plenty of women who have dressed that way. Um, it, it comes down to, in my opinion, what do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known for, um, certain physical attributes or do you want to be known for your talent and your expertise on the subjects that you're talking about? Um, certainly, you know, just from a purely physical standpoint, the women who dress more, um, scantily clad tend to have a lot more followers and specifically males, right? I mean, that's just how it is. Um, so, you know, as far as having to work with some of those ladies, I'll tell you the ones that dress like that usually aren't the nicest ones to work with. They're not the nicest coworkers. They're definitely, um, they know that they are, I, I, you know, we call it, they, we call them divas, right. In, in the, in the media world, it's like, you just, you know, that that one's a diva, right. So I haven't met one who is dresses more. And I listen, I think you can be modest and beautiful at the same time. I think you can be very trendy, uh, without letting everything hang out. Uh, and I think that you can still be very popular amongst men and women. Uh, when you respect yourself enough to, to wear clothes that are more, um, I would say business appropriate, you know, it's one thing if you're going to go out to the club one night or go out to dinner, but it's another thing if your job is, you know, primarily just to be speaking on camera. But again, I'm, I'm not going to place on anyone that, you know, it's, it's every woman's decision, how she dresses, but I mean, I'm a mom of four kids, so maybe I'm the wrong person to ask, but I, you know, I think that you can still be successful and have a lot of followers and respect of your fellow co coworkers as well. You know, if you dress cute, but modest.
No, you're the right person to ask. It's always the right person to ask. <laughs> no, she's saying that they should sort of expect or be able to deal with the types of messages they get. And I, and I sympathize with the other side of that, but at the same time, if you're a person in the media and uh, you're facing criticism all the time, whether it's creepy dudes on Instagram or something, or people wishing you death through emails, I think you should be able to, to deal with this based on what you say or how you present yourself. That's just my opinion. There's another Absolutely. Facebook Absolutely. You want to expand on that? Well, just, just, I would love to say that, you know, coming from someone like in my position as a whistleblower, you know, you have people who love you for it and you have people that will come and attack you because they just think you're crazy for calling out fake news and saying that how, you know, how dare I be upset about, you know, a vaccine mandate. They just think it's idiotic. Um, and you know, you get to a point in life, especially being on air talent where you just don't care what people think. I mean, I'm at the point now where it's like, I honestly, nobody's opinion matters. All I have, all I focus on is my work, what I know that, you know, I'm doing the right thing. And I answer to one person only, and that's God. And if I'm pleasing him, then I don't worry about anybody else. Cause you're never going to please everybody. And you certainly can't spend any time, you know, wasting time fretting over what somebody's going to say about you because there's mean people everywhere. People are going to just be mean. That's just how it is. The producer that you had on the recording, he was saying some wild stuff i thought and then and it sounded that was like, my boss yeah and it sounded like he thought that he was being the super sensible and uh virtuous one he's saying what what do you think is the point of this and and we can play it what do you think is the point of this um what do you think the outcome was going to be and it's like you shouldn't speak truth because you don't think that there, there's going to be a benefit for you out of it why would you do that you know basically that's the most selfish thing I've ever seen in all in 36 years working there without even a close second. Cause you don't give a crap about anybody else, you know, and, and, and like if you get terminated, which you might, and then the burden is going to place on other people, you couldn't care less. It's just all about April Moss. I don't see how what he was, how what you said was selfish the way he put it. He said it was selfish for you to, to tell people the truth even though that was going to get that is what got you fired. So that didn't really make any sense to me. There yeah, is he's that, a mess. Yeah. <laughs> he, that he's, you know what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I just want to say really quick about him. It, it kind of took me off guard because in private conversations with my boss, that was my boss, by the way, mm -hmm. in private conversations with him, he, um, he agreed with me that the, the amount of mandates and, and hoops that CBS employees were having to jump through just to attend work was ridiculous. I mean, he was telling me that, that he agreed with me. And then, you know, cause I was telling him, I said, listen, ultimately what CBS did after I submitted all this document to HR stating that what they were doing was against federal law under the EUA, uh, sending, sending them documentation from a lawyer. So it's not like I just typed something up on my own. And, um, he even said to me, he said, you're right. This is unconstitutional what they're doing. It's a violation of your medical, um, like your, 
uh, what's it called? It's not the HIPAA privacy. because that's between you and a doctor, but yeah, the privacy, because they wanted me to, uh, because I told them that I would no longer be complying with their mandates. They said, well, that's fine, but now you have to stay at home and you're not allowed to come into our <laughs> that studio. That's a weird point. Uh, I don't think, I don't see how they can't see that. That's weird. Oh, it's fine. You can just, you just got to work right? from home now. You just got to deliver the weather from home just... your living room or your bedroom. Nobody notices yeah, that on screen. My, well, and that's <laughs> my, my viewers were messaging me and saying, why are you never in this front of the green screen? Why are you never in the studio? And I, and I was thinking, oh my goodness, here's my medical information on full display. You know, I'm the only on-air talent, by the way, you know, when you, you look at these newsrooms across the country, 90% of them vote for Democrats. Okay. It's, it's a very small percentage of, of conservatives that, that are in newsrooms across the country. So I was only one conservative of, of everybody that I was, basically working with. And certainly the only conservative that had enough of a backbone to say, this is wrong. And so, um, yeah, my, my medical information was on full display for all of Metro Detroit to see every weekend. And that was one of the other reasons why I thought, well, you know, I've tried to do everything the right way and keep things quiet and try to affect change internally. But at this point, you really don't care about people's rights. You don't care about my medical privacy being violated. And so at this point, the the most selfless thing to do is to say on live TV, listen, uh, I'm going to talk about the discrimination happening here at this station. And that was so that hopefully my other colleagues would, would, you know, also wake up to realizing this isn't right what they're doing to people. And, you know, uh, so yeah, it, it definitely certainly landed me, um, a pink slip. But I'm, I'm of course, very grateful that uh, Real America's Voice picked me up. Now, this Facebook whistleblower, it, it seems different to me in the sense that it's getting so much, she's getting so much mainstream media play. Now, I've spoken with people like Ryan Hartwig before and yourself and the other big yeah. leakers that have come out. I forget James, whatever his name was from Google. None of them got the mainstream positive push that this woman's getting. And Zach Voorhees, is, yeah. Pardon me? Zach Voorhees was the Google whistleblower. There was was the other one that subtled. uh, James Damore. Thank you, producer AD. Oh, Um, okay. Thank you. I didn't even, I wasn't even aware. He was the one that revealed the Google documents about... um, uh, the about gender equality and everything for the uh, the engineers and the d- designers of the algorithm and everything and just all this pointless stuff. But anyways, my point is they didn't get as much mainstream coverage. And right. Representative Matt Gates is sort of saying the same thing. Saying she's talking about more censorship, and we know which direction that censorship goes into, uh, goes to, uh, if you will. And then uh, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, uh, she was making a lot of sense when she was talking about breaking up the big tech giants. They have way too much power. Uh, this is, of course, in reaction to the outage yesterday. So many people were frustrated. I saw on Twitter, uh, people going to Twitter talking about how Facebook and Instagram were down and how outraged they were about that. Yeah, we had no Facebook, no Instagram. It was like we were launched back to 1996. Cats and dogs were living together. Hamburgers were eating people. Folks might have actually had to unfold a map. That is something that used to be printed on paper for the Zoomers that watch the program. But in all seriousness, AOC makes a valid point. Facebook has too much control over the internet, and they've engaged in anti-competitive practices. So I've joined with Republicans like Ken Buck and... 
Now, I want to yes. get your opinion on that. Do we think that we should be trusting this woman or should we be proud of her or should we be suspicious? Because with some of the stuff that this, uh, her name's Frances, uh, Frances Haugen or Hagen, I'm reading it off the screen there. How suspicious should we be about how much uh, cooperation she's getting? I mean, people are saying she was part of the Facebook integrity team that um, helped keep the Hunter Biden stuff down from the New York Post. Do you think, do you think we should be supporting <clears throat> or against her? So that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you brought it up. First of all, she is um, not somebody, first of all, if you're going to be a whistleblower, you never go to mainstream media. You might try to go to mainstream media, but mainstream media will never pick up your story because they're in lockstep with, um, with big tech, you know, they're, they're in lockstep with them. They're not going to go against the narrative. Um, and they've already made those decisions of that. They're all going to be in agreement, big pharma and big tech and media. So you have a, a whistleblower coming forth from Facebook and I'll be honest with you. Um, the fact that she has gotten so much attention from mainstream media, I mean, it sends alarm bells off for anybody who has been following along with this, uh, who has been awake, I should say, uh, for the last two years, at least. And, you know, Ryan Hartwig, you can't, I mean, he's been censored and shadow banned so many times on social media. I have his book behind the mask of Facebook. He's already outed a lot of the stuff that this whistleblower, um, is supposedly starting to talk about in hearings, but I think there's a more nefarious evil plan with this whole thing. I think that the fact that she has been documented as being a longtime Democrat supporter financially. She supported Democratic campaigns. Uh, this is somebody on their side of things. So I, I don't trust her. Uh, this whole thing sounds very, uh, really suspect to me that I think it's going to be a backwards way of Facebook, um, planning to be able to censor more content on their platform. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that's the way that they would want to go, especially the way she talks about January 6th. But but then again, I'm confused because she did bring up how the FBI was found out to be involved. But she's also saying that, and this gets into my question for you, she gets into saying how how Facebook radicalizes people and stuff. And, you know, the there's the famous uh, Russian BLM pages, and, and they're trying to get people out to a Bernie Sanders uh, event all the way from Russia. And my question to you is, do you think that it's up to people themselves to figure everything out and to research for themselves despite what the misinformation might be on social media? Or do you think it's the social media company's responsibility to, you know, make sure everything's truthful? I, first of all, I, you know, I don't see how a social media company could have the time to, to decide what's misinformation and what isn't. Uh, you know, certainly I think that each person, and this is what we've learned over the last two years, each person needs to do their own critical thinking and research for themselves. And, you know, you and I both know this, we re, re, re research things. Um, and I know a lot of Democrat people too, that would say, Oh, I researched this, but the difference is there's the Google research, right? Which is going to censor uh, certain information out. So you can research it all you want. You're never going to find the truth of it. Or there's the other type of research, which is what you and I do. And that's using search engines like Brave and DuckDuckGo and uh, Swiss Cows and several others, I believe that Ryan Hartwig has mentioned to me have been solid, great search engines. Um, 
you know, and to the point about Ryan, I mean, he has come out multiple times and, and explained exactly how Facebook does things. They'll say that, you know, oh, we don't allow for any sort of drug cartels or trafficking to happen on our platform. And in the next breath, they basically allow all of those things to go on and happen. Um, I think that when it comes down to blatant illegal activity that is going to cause people harm. That's a, that's a completely different topic than from deciding whether, you know, is there truth in the fact that are these vaccines really killing people or are they going to benefit them and their health? I think, you know, we're experiencing and watching this totalitarian Marxist movement happen on our social media platforms. And I hope this sends alarm bells to people to say, it's time to get off of these platforms that are literally taking your, your data and your information and collecting it about you. And then also censoring truth from you. I mean, I don't know why people continue to be on these platforms. They need to just move off, you know, and, and find other ways to communicate. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially about the stuff, um, about my, my point of view, sort of just like nothing illegal should be allowed. And I think the internet's been around that most people agree on what should be allowed on platforms, spam messaging, uh, you know, fake accounts, stuff like that. I think most people can easily identify if they were to sit down for a couple of days, identify everything that shouldn't be allowed, uh, including things that are illegal and move from there. Um, the last thing I wanted to say is, is about what you mentioned about search engines. And I think it is really hard to explain to a person about how much bias there is in you know, Google algorithms and you search something on YouTube and all that anything that comes up is opposing that point of view if it's from you know a left-wing source uh, it, it's really difficult to explain to somebody that you know what your search you're not actually getting results from what you think you're getting from you're getting you, you think you're searching through the whole wide web you're searching everything through a filter of you know MSNBC CNN Fox and, and uh, CBS and ABC and, and basically everything you get on cable in America. And it's really hard to explain to people unless they're sort of in it that there's just things that are Absolutely. understood that like you can't you can't go and, and report something to the news and have them be like, yes, you are completely correct, whistleblower. We're going to report <laughs> this all across the nation. And within days, you're going to be in front of Congress. I mean, it usually takes people an extremely long time even if they're very famous to get a session with Congress. And this happened right away. I even think about something like someone like Candace Owens, who, who was popular for mm -hmm. a couple of years before she got in front of Congress to talk about certain issues. Mark Zuckerberg, it's very hard to get him in front of um, <laughs> Congress. And even if yeah. he does, when he does, he looks like the robot from iRobot sitting there sweating, <laughs> trying to compute everything. But I, I thank you for coming on, April. Any last words for the Thanks. audience before we let you go? Yeah, well, I hope that you all will follow me. I'm on Telegram at April Moss TV. Um, also on Instagram, April Moss TV. And I have my own brand new website. It's AprilMossTV.com. You'll be able to follow me on all my social media channels. And of course, I have my own independent journalism show, which is called Face the Facts. And it's on Rumble, BitChute, CloutHub, Brighteon, and currently on YouTube. But I have a strike against me already, so. So not sure how long I'm going to last on there, but go ahead and subscribe to my channel. And that way you won't miss out on my latest journalism work. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It's funny how that stuff works, isn't it? It is what it is, <laughs> yes. everybody. Thanks for watching. Join us next week on Andrew Says, again with more me.